This is KBLA Talk 1580, where everybody is somebody and nobody is a stranger. You belong here. I'm Tavis Smiley. Glad to have you with us uh, in this hour. Um, Last week, uh, a military takeover took place in the African nation of Niger, a country beset by poverty and Islamist insurgency. The coup has sparked international outrage, to be certain, uh, drawing condemnation from the U.S. and many others. Uh, which has long regarded uh, Niger, the U.S. has, as a valued partner in the fight against insurgent movements. On Friday, uh, a Nigerian general emerged on state television announcing himself as the country's new leader. This is disturbing for a number of reasons, not the least of which uh, is because uh, coast to coast there is a corridor of coups uh, that have happened uh, in the not-too-recent past uh, bringing turmoil to this particular part of Africa, I am pleased to be joined now by Ambassador Charles Stith, the former ambassador to Tanzania during the Bill Clinton era. Uh, he is the chairman of the Pula Group and founder and board chair of the African Presidential Leadership Center in South Africa. Ambassador Stith, good to have you back on this program, sir. How are you today? I'm doing well, Tavis. Always good to reconnect. Thanks for having me. It's good to have you on. And uh, and uh, wanted to just spend a few minutes here just kind of un- uh, trying to unpack what's happening uh, on the African continent. As I mentioned, of course, um, this uh, uh, this coup uh, last week has got all kind of folk uh, concerned uh, about this particular region on the continent. Uh, before I get too deep into some particulars, your thoughts, uh, broadly speaking, on, on, on the coup itself? Well... Obviously, you know, I live in an anti-coup zone, so I'm opposed to the coup having having taken place. And but 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 let me say quickly that uh, I, I, the the New York Times headline, the corridor coup, is a great turn of a phrase. The problem, uh, uh, John Dewey, the philosopher, said, a problem well stated is a problem at all. My corollary is that a problem that's half-stated is a problem that can't be solved. And to try to understand what's going on in Niger and in the Sahel region, starting at Niger uh, and the coup last week, uh, is to misunderstand the problem. You've got to go back. Context is important. Mm -hmm. You've got to go back at least at least to 2005, when the Sudan and South Sudan peace agreement was really pushed by the West on Sudan and South Sudan. The African leaders, uh, one of which was Tabo and Becky, who was involved in trying to negotiate the peace agreement, wanted to defer signing the agreement until they worked out how they were going to divide uh, the resources of this all-rich region. Mm -hmm. The West pushed them to do it. The peace agreement, as uh, everybody anticipated in Africa, was going to be short-lived, and so it was. So you've got that pocket of instability that has roots back to 2005. In 2011, when Gaddafi was deposed uh, at the assistance of the French and NATO and with the support of the United States, Gaddafi 
had under his employed somewhere between three to 6,000 foreign fighters, the, most of which were the kind of trans-Sahelian trans, uh, Tuareg, the, the tribes between Mali and Niger. And once Gaddafi fell, those uh, the fighters fanned into the region. Uh, the first country, the dem first democratic country in the western region to suffer from that was Mali. Mali was just moving right along, minding their own business, relatively stable, one of the few French countries in uh, the West Africa that was stable. And when those foreign fighters spilled over into Mali, it destabilized that. And so the destabilization you're seeing across the Sahel has roots much deeper than Niger. And until we accept that, and until that becomes the point of conversation, you can't resolve it. And yet you would not argue that this is a serious setback for Africa, would you? It's a, it, it's a, it is a serious setback for, for Africa. Uh, because the 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 uh, uh, you know the the election uh, when uh, the first democratic election in the history of the doggone country, and so you know, uh, and that was looked upon with great promise, but you know, again, let's not be mistaken that even if Niger had not fallen last week, uh, the Sahel region was in trouble, and, it, and uh, you know, those troubles extended much beyond any recent instability uh, that we're seeing. You know, the Wagner Group, you, you know, are very active in the region. Now, uh, you know, if we're serious, if the West is serious about dealing with instability in the region, You've got to get the Wagner Group out. All of these countries that are that are and they are unstable. None of them have a arms manufacturing sector. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they're getting weapons. They're getting weapons from somewhere. That they're not knitting them. Mm -hmm. And so you know, if we're serious about dealing with instability, then uh, we need to, to deal with that. And in the same way, the world rallied, rightly so, around Ukraine. Mm -hmm. If we're serious about dealing with instability in West Africa and across to the Sahel, then the world should rally around the leadership. Now, the Africa, the ECOWAS, uh, which is the regional bloc, just met and uh, uh, yesterday, the 30th, they delivered an edict which denounced in the strongest terms possible what's happened in Niger. Mm -hmm. And they've also put on the table using uh, the, 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 the militaries to intervene to bring uh, this uh, coup uh, to an end. If we're serious about wanting to deal with the coup in Niger, if we're serious about wanting to deal with instability, then we need to provide the kind of resources uh, for ECOWAS to do what they're prepared to do mm -hmm. to restore peace, stability, calm, democracy 
in the region. This is a this is a tricky situation um, for the U.S. Let me let me frame this, and when we come forward, I'll get your your take on this. It's tricky for sure. us because. Um, we have seen Niger as a partner, as I referenced earlier in this conversation. We've seen them as a partner, um, uh, certainly uh, a partner in democracy. Uh, and there are strategic uh, reasons um, for the U.S. having about 1,200 troops inside the country of Niger. And so they've been, been, an, been, been an ally, I think, it, I think it's fair to say. Uh, but it's tough because the U.S. is now talking about pulling back its economic support of the country in a lot of the coup. But to do that would open up a door to Russia. Uh, and that raises all kinds of questions. If we pull out, if we back away, uh, then a door could be open uh, to Russia. I want to get uh, Ambassador Stiff's uh, thought about that when we come forward. So it makes it difficult to know what the U.S. ought to do, given this coup d'etat in the country of Niger. And I also want to raise this issue when we come forward as well. Broadly speaking, African countries have experienced 98 successful coups since 1952, according to a U.N. report uh, on coups uh, in Africa. 98 successful coups inside the continent since 1952. How do we read that? Uh, more when we come forward on Tavis Smiley with Ambassador Charles Stiff. This is getting good. Yeah, man. Tavis Smiley, Smiley continues when we come forward. 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 He's rooting for everybody black. Everybody black. black. More of Tavis Smiley coming your way right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Ambassador Stiff, as I mentioned uh, moments ago, until this past week in this coup that took place in, in Niger, uh, Niger was the cornerstone of the Pentagon's regional strategy there, about 1,200 American troops stationed inside that country. Anthony Blinken, our Secretary of State, um, said over the weekend uh, that uh, we might end financial support and security cooperation uh, in Niger if they do not return the president uh, to power. Uh, the problem with that, <laughs> the problem with that is everybody knows that if we pull back, it opens up a door to Russia, sir. Well, the the... the it, it does it open up a door to to, to uh, Russian mercenaries like the Wagner Group uh, to pillage and loot? The short answer is yes. But as a transnational security threat, uh, is Russia a problem for America and Africa? The answer is no. Mm -hmm. The problem we've got with places like Niger now that the coup has occurred and the rest of the West African countries and into the Sahel that are unstable, as George W. Bush recognized, weak states and failed states are breeding grounds for terrorists. Mm -hmm. And that represents the biggest transnational security threat for us. And what Bush also appreciated is that if you want to fight terrorism, you make those states stronger. So you're right. Pulling aid out is exactly the worst thing you want to do. And again, you've got ECOWAS that has said they are willing to restore stability to Niger and to play a greater role in, in, in the uh, in that the the, the uh, West African region, and you've got the uh, President Ruto. You know, I just hosted his wife for dinner before I left Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. uh, the President of Kenya, he's trying to do stuff to help tap down the craziness in Sudan. If those regional organizations could get the support they needed, 
in the same way that we've been supportive of uh, NATO and Ukraine, then we could get some uh, some real results if uh, peace and stability yeah. is really the objective. When you look at this map, um, which I'm looking at right now, and you know this map well, when you look yeah. at it, it, it is scary. Yeah. You see all these unstable countries in this region, Sudan, Chad, Niger, yeah. Mali, yeah. Burkina Faso, Guinea, all these countries in yeah. this region um, of Africa that are unstable. Um, how concerned are you that there might be a meltdown? Well, the, the short answer is... Uh, most of them have been sta- unstable for a long time. I mean, mm-hmm. not, unfortunately, it's not new. Right. Unfortunately, it's not new. The other thing that's very, very interesting when you look at the map is the, the extent to which the French have had a role in the region mm-hmm. and in those countries. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, uh, it's, a, it's it, 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 what appears to be to be a very, very obvious question. <laughs> what have the French been doing? What are they doing? And what do they need to do differently? Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, unfortunately, with the exception of the years when George W. Bush was responding to 9-11, we still seem to be operating under the premises of the Monroe Doctrine, yeah. where we let Europe define what happens in Africa and we define what happens in this hemisphere. Well, it didn't work then, and certainly when you look at the degree to which we're interconnected now, that certainly yeah. uh, doesn't hold Doesn't water. hold now, yeah. Um, when, when we come forward in our remaining moments, uh, Ambassador Stith, I want to get to this, uh, this, uh, this issue right quick. Uh, how we read the fact that African countries have experienced 98 successful coups since 1952. People love taking that bit of data when they want to demean the African continent. But I want to get Ambassador Stith's read on that uh, on that data when we come forward on Tavis Smart. Ready to re-examine your assumptions and expand your inventory, of ideas? Your inventory of ideas? More of Tavis Smiley coming your way right now. Ambassador Stith, just got a few minutes left in this conversation. Um, you heard me say earlier that... Uh, KBLA 15. 15- that oftentimes when people want to demean the continent, they will come to this particular data, although the data is true, that African countries have experienced mm-hmm. 98 successful coups since 1952. Uh, as a former mm-hmm. ambassador, U.S. ambassador to one of those countries um, on the continent, Tanzania, how, how, do, how, do, you, how do you read that, that data point? Well, again, Tavis, kudos to you for raising it. Context is important. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 liberation or independence movement of the uh, in the continent that really uh, took root from the fifties uh, through South Africa in ninety four has its roots with Franklin Roosevelt's four freedoms uh, during World War Two. He insisted that freedom be as applicable to Africa as it was for the rest of the world. This is part of the response to Nazi authoritarianism. Mm-hmm. Now, unfortunately, unfortunately, it had a short shelf life because the coups that started with the Nkrumah, uh, the, well, the, in the Patrice Lumumba in, in the Congo, while the, 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 person, uh, the persons who succeeded those leaders were black African. 
those coups were instigated by Western forces. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a part of the public. Re- that's a part of the public record now. I got you. And so, you know, to say that uh, you know Africa is coup central. You got it. Uh, as if our hands are, are, are clean, you know, to get biblical, you know, yeah. we're, we're uh, people of unclean lips and we dwell among a people of unclean lips. I mean, you know, our fingerprints are over a, a lot of these negative things, but we've also demonstrated, again, starting with Roosevelt's Four Freedoms and Bush's Millennium Challenges Initiative, PEPFAR, what we did under Clinton with the Gore that we can be a force for good mm. when we put our minds to it. I, I love the way you you, you frame that. Um, that's why you are an ambassador, because you know how to, how to how to lay these things out in a way that gets your point across but doesn't defend people. What I heard you say, though, was that numbers don't lie, but people do. Uh, that, that, that data point, 98 successful coups since 1952. Well, who started the coups? Who was behind the coups? When you ask the right questions, you get the right answers. Once again, numbers don't lie, but people do. Ambassador Stith, good to have you back on the program. All the best to you, sir. We'll do it again. All right, look forward to seeing you, Tavis. Thanks so much. Keep up the good work. Thank you, sir. Same to you. Hour two of Tavis Smiley, when we come forward.